Hey, I'm Max. And I'm Cade. Hey, Cade. I heard you just spilt a bunch of wine all over your favorite shirts. Well, Max, I am quite the oaf when it comes to drinking. I tried to hold my pinky up and things didn't turn out the way I had anticipated. But uh, I went online, got some new shirts at onceuponatea.net. And for those of you who do not know what onceuponatea.net is, uh, Once Upon a Tea offers you the chance to support artists and their designs on things such as men's and women's apparel, posters, blankets, tote bags, coasters, and a whole lot more. Every week they offer brand new designs inspired by movies, TV shows, video games, and more. They're giving us the chance to save you, the listener, 10% while shopping at onceuponatea.net by entering promo code RAGCHU at checkout. That's promo code RAGCHU for 10% off. Support independent artists and, of course, the podcasts by shopping at onceuponatea.net. Now, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Ragchew, and if you're as curious as a kitty cat as I am, you can follow us over on social media at Ragchew Podcast. I'm Max, and I'm skeptical of anyone who tells me they do yoga every day. That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> hey, I'm Cade, and uh, Mulan has the highest kill count of any Disney character at 1,995 people, most of her kills coming from an avalanche set off by a rocket that crushed the Huns. What a badass bitch she is. <laughs> What a badass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd seen that fact like actually a few times. And uh, and so I was curious when I was thinking of something uh, for this episode. And I was like, well, how many people was it? Because they always say she's got the highest kill count, but they never say how many. So I looked it up and uh, I guess some person who like literally goes through and does things like that had um, had it marked down as 1,995. I was like, wow, that's. That's kind of crazy. Wow, her kill-death ratio is awesome. Yeah, she's um, through the roof, some might say. (laughs) (laughs) Was that supposed to be a joke because she fought on top of a roof in the movie? Or You could say that. Okay, all right. I didn't know if that was a Whatever makes it it seem like it uh, makes more sense to you, then that's that's what I'm going for. Okay, then I'll say that was a very smart joke there, Cade. Very very well played. Very well played. Golf claps for you. Golf claps for you, Cade. I did it, I did it. Wait, so did you see that they're now going to charge thirty dollars to to watch Mulan on Disney Plus on top of the subscription p- fee? Yeah, I was going to make um, I was going to make a joke about that as part of uh the intro, and I was like, I don't think I could I could get enough words out to do it justice. So I figured we'd get to this point. So I'm really glad you asked me that question. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, because yes, I did uh, see that they want thirty dollars on top of the subscription fee you're already paying for Disney Plus. For a, a movie that they already cut the best character out of, Mushu, just saying. Um, so th- that's going to be a hard no for me. Uh, hard no. Because you cannot cut out the best character and then try to charge me $30 to watch it. And I understand where they're getting at because they're like, okay, well, we're missing out on our $17 you know, matinee price theater thing. Because the, the gougers have been shut down during the... Uh, pandemic here uh, but uh at the same time I, so, so they're thinking you know if you pay your 30 dollars that it'll at least be two three four people watching is why they want 30 dollars but uh i don't know putting on a streaming service that you're already paying for and making a lot of money off of mind you um and then trying to charge another 30 dollars like dude come on bro so you playing know. devil's advocate here and i just yeah. thought about this 
would that be like paying for HBO when you have cable? Uh, kind of, I guess. Or uh, f- I'll give you another example that's um, a real big misuse of your finances here is uh, a trend that started now uh, on this, I guess, you know, during this time has been uh, drive-in concerts, but it's Wait, not actually... Yeah, but it's not actually like a concert. Like Garth Brooks did it, but it wasn't like him. It was like basically concert footage from like a couple of years ago or something like that. Oh, that he basically charged on. people to go watch on the big screen. And and you don't even want to know what it costs. Like it was like $75 a person. What? Yeah, to go. Actually, no, I, I take it back. It's $120 a car because a friend of mine went to go see it. And when he told me he went to go see it, I was like, you're mental. There's there's absolutely no way. I I, 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 I could go to a good concert in person and, and pay $120 for near front row seats. Listen, I would yeah. much rather just suck it up and wait until the pandemic is done. Yeah. Then go see Garth Brooks live rather than pay 120 bucks to sit in my car and watch him perform a concert yeah. from like four years through, ago. Through your stereo too. Like I feel like you could go on YouTube and find enough good footage. But it was it's not just him that's done it. It's been some other people too uh, who have jumped in and tried to take advantage of that. And I'm just like, dude, how's, like, I, at what, what point do you have to get to? I mean, I understand people are starved for concerts. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world is going to concerts, and I miss it. And I don't know when it'll be back, but I don't suspect it'll be this year or potentially even next year. Um, but I'm not desperate enough to go to sit in my car and pay $120 where I feel like I can go on YouTube and get some pretty good stuff, you know, without <laughs> having to do that. Pull up YouTube and I can sit inside of my... Uh my living room and do the same exact thing you know why, yeah, and why they, is that why am i paying for that i don't know bucks? and they pour the drinks pretty deep at my home bar here so <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't stop pouring either yeah, it's not like they, a three three drink rule or anything okay no no they're not cutting me off you know the bouncer doesn't cut me off here so uh, and even if yeah. I start getting rowdy they don't kick me out the club <laughs> no they give me kudos <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of wild. And for anybody who's interested and didn't know that that was a thing, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's like the whole political, I don't know. I I have this, it's not that I don't like Garth Brooks' music. I uh, just don't uh-oh. like, I didn't mean to get into like a rant thing this early, but I'm going to do it real quick anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, man, like I just, I don't, it's not that I don't like his music. I do like his music. I just think, I don't know who's, skin flute that he's been playing uh on like the country music board or whatever but i saw the other day he's like yeah i'm not gonna accept entertainer of the year anymore because i just want to give everybody else a chance and it's like okay well the last three times you want it you didn't deserve it anyways uh compared to how some of these other people have done and uh, and performed i think that the show quality has been much better for other individuals that i won't name because people are gonna be like oh it's just because you really like that guy and it's like well it's not that i don't it's not it's not not because I don't really like them. It's because I have seen both and I can give you an unbiased opinion. But I just, I don't know, man. It's I, it, country music, the country music awards like CMAs and CMTs and all that bull crap is like, it's, it's just as political as everything else that we deal with where unfortunately it's like if whoever's on the board 
has a strong preference for certain individuals, it, it, the quality or, or whatever they're voting on, it doesn't matter. That's just who they're going to vote for. And that's just how it is. It's just, it's stupid. It aggravates me. It's aggravated me for years. And, uh, for some reason, every time I, I'm like, I'm not going to let it aggravate me again. It, it continues to aggravate me. So I don't dis- So, okay. I get what you're saying. I, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan, but I have some friends who are like some avid Garth Brooks fans to where I know if they listen to this podcast, we would probably be hung up, you know? <laughs> no, it's okay. It, it's, it's okay. My, my favorite thing to get them with is that, um, and they have no argument in this, this avenue, and then I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. Is that he <laughs> won Entertainer of the Year and then proceeded to um, lip sync his performance on stage uh, <laughs> right after he won the award last year. Yikes. And uh, he claims that, uh, you know, oh, my... You know, my voice was a little uh, was a little loose that day, and I, I didn't want to sacrifice the integ- or, you know, the, the integrity or quality of the show. And I'm like, well, you just made it ten times worse than if you would have just canceled your performance because now you're just a big phony. <laughs> you're a phony. <laughs> exactly. So I'm you like, know, well, there you go. I'll say I like I, I like Garth Brooks. I think he's fantastic, but it doesn't surprise me that he wins every year. Just for the sake of what he's done to country music. And for the, everyone who's listening who doesn't listen to country, I apologize. But he's done a lot for country music and has developed it the way it is now, you know? So I give him props on that. But I'll say you could do the same thing with someone like George Strait, who is still around, still kicking. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and is he, he's still performing, right? Yeah, he did a, uh, I mean, he's quote-unquote retired from touring. But he yeah. did a uh, a little short Vegas stint, I think, last year, and then he just kind of does little shows here and there. Right. So that, and that's what I mean is like him, someone like George Strait, and um, I could even look like Joe Nichols, Travis Tritt, that kind of people who really kind of set country music the way it is now. Travis Tritt. Um, and built the foundation into today, except for your stupid bro country and that kind of stuff that drives yeah, me insane. Hard pass on the... Uh, I yeah, the, can't the... stand it. Absolutely cannot. But I think it's not a surprise that they win every year. And I'll say, you said the past three years, uh, I think last year or two years ago, he Garth Brooks did a dive bar tour, which I think is kind of cool. Not a lot of people are doing that anymore, especially at a star of his caliber. So mm-hmm. I think in that sense, he deserved it for doing a tour like that. But in the end, do I think he deserves it every single year? No, I'm with no. you. I think there's a lot better artists I could go to. And please tell me that list isn't going to include Luke Bryan. Uh, please, God. Mitchell Tenpenny. I can't stand. <laughs> I. It's just yeah, it's Florida Georgia line. Please don't Ugh. include them. I hate on like... In the deepest, darkest spot of my heart, I absolutely hate that their song with Bebe Rexa or whatever it was. What was it? If it's meant to be, it'll be. That song. <laughs> swear that that was like broke the country records for like the longest single at number one or whatever. How did that song be considered country? I I don't know. How? They, they're. I don't really know. And you know what's funny to me, too, is like, I don't know if they're still doing this or not, but their their shows from friends I've heard that have gone are are not good. Like they don't sound good. And it's because they use a lot of help coming out of the studio. Yeah. Um, And they, I guess, on the screens play a lot of 
their like clips from their music videos of the songs they're playing. And it's like, uh, <laughs> dog, if I wanted to watch that, I just I'd go on the computer. <laughs> just go straight to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. Um, I don't understand that. But like, I don't know. I feel like when their first album came out, like I wanted to give them a chance. And then it just really down spiraled into like a pool of pop country yeah. garbage. Well, I'll say I liked the first stuff that they put out, right? Yeah, like the first Cruise album like was I said, okay. Yeah. I couldn't, I wasn't a big fan of Cruise. And then they came out with the album that had um, like Dirt and Stay and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff on it. I, I love the song Stay. I will still love it to this day. But they have gotten so poppy. Them and Luke Bryan. I mean, but then again, Luke Bryan came onto the scene with country girl shake it for me which is like a dubstep country song i don't understand yeah, it, it that is that was a it's... weird song and then i'm sorry can we talk about his song move m o v e you literally your bridge is spelling the word move yeah. that takes zero talent i'm sorry like yeah. absolutely zero and then you he sounds I, i've mentioned this in past podcasts he sounds like kermit the frog he swallowed mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog. M O V E. I love it when you love it when you get that B. It's just, it's so annoying. It drives yeah. me insane. I, listen, I didn't expect to rant right now, but here we are, nine o'clock in the morning. I woke up maybe an hour ago, and here I am, you know? It, yeah, it, ranting. It's so annoying. He is, him and them have destroyed country music, and, and I hate it. And don't get me wrong, you still have people like John Party. Um, I think people like Cody Johnson, that kind of stuff. Still, uh, Tyler Childers, one of my favorites out right now. Yeah, I like him a lot. Who are putting out country music that is actually country. And the thing I love about country is it's about the stories. It's about the, you know, the the, the pain and that kind of stuff. Just like how other music is. But that's what I love about it. I mean, for those who don't listen to country, you got to give it a shot by listening to some of those really good artists. Um, and, and I hate to say it, if you liked the song Cruise then you liked that. You, then, then you like country music because con- that's considered country. So if you listen to that with Nelly or whatever, sorry, sucks to suck, you like country. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's what they consider it these days. Yeah, it's it's a, I don't know. It's, it's ugh. I, and people, it, you, they try to, I guess, explain it as the evolution of the genre. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's more of a bridging the genre, you know, like country um rock and roll evolved from country essentially uh back in the uh you know the late 50s early 60s and um i i huge massive fan of uh eric church and a lot of people will say well that's not country and i i will tell you in the avenue of he could probably be a rock and roll artist if his if his North Carolina accent did not give him away. I would agree with that. Yes, and um, I like it because it's a lot of rock, but I also like it because he is an amazing songwriter and uh, just put out a single recently called "Stick That in Your Country Song," which is uh, very good for anybody who's not heard it. But it basically addresses what people are afraid to put in songs. And a fun fact about that is that is the only the second song. And what will now be, uh, I believe this is his sixth album coming up that uh, he did not r- have any sort of writing on at all, which is uh, v- incredible. Like, you don't really see that anymore. Um, but this album that he's got coming up, um, not they don't have a name for it yet necessarily, but it was recorded back in February up in, uh, I guess they 
went up to North Carolina and uh, stayed in the cabin for a month. And they did 28 songs in 28 days where they would wake up in the morning, write the song, and then record it by nighttime. And uh, did that for 28 days in a row. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting project. But, uh, you know, we were talking about Garth's dive bar tour. Uh, the last couple of tours that Eric has done has been very um, interesting because the tour, not this last one, but the one before that, he did uh, for the first time, and you don't really see that a lot in country music, is, you know, no headlining act, uh, two different sets, and he was playing three, three and a half hour uh, shows. Wow, that's awesome. For, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was crazy. 62 different cities or 62 different nights um, where he would go for, you know, three and a half hours or whatever. And that was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. We went and did that. And then this last tour he did was Double Down, where they uh, he basically went two nights in a row to, at, at uh, different cities, usually Fridays and Saturdays. And we, we actually flew out to Denver to go to, uh, to, to that show because he didn't come to Florida. But um, once again, three-hour show, uh, two nights in a row. And uh, it's just fun. The guy's just so animated. But uh, a lot of people will say, okay, well, you know, if you don't like pop country, then I don't know how you can like Eric Jerkson. It's like, well, he's not, I don't classify him as pop country. To me, it's more rock and roll. And he's more of a genuine person who actually writes his own songs. I feel like when these guys don't write their own music, like it's not, it's not personal. Like, I feel like I, 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 music has always been an escape and I want that sort of personal connection with the song and the artist and uh you know when you get people like marble mouth there who uh <laughs> who doesn't really uh, write his own stuff and uh you know it takes six people to write uh, m-o-v-e and it's like okay uh i don't know man it's just it's and, and you know what man if you're out there it just because you want to shake your uh, shake it for me girl then uh you know, good for you, man. I don't, I'm not going to hate on what you like. I'm just saying like, as far as the classification of country music goes, it's, um, I don't know. It's, in, it's interesting where we are. No, I agree. I'll say, and this is where I'll, I'll give a little bit of props, right? I think the good thing about something like a Luke Bryan, Florida, Georgia line, that kind of stuff, they have brought more people into the country genre than what was normally there. I mean, I'll say years ago, it's what brought me back into the country genre because I used to listen to it years ago when I was younger to like, and I really wouldn't say they're country, but in a way, Rascal Flats. Um, I'll say their original stuff was pretty, pretty country. Um, I mean, it wasn't no fiddle in the back or anything like that, but um, but I'll say it's brought more people to the genre, which is nice. I mean, people like him and, um, Sam Hunt, is it Sam Hunt? Oh, um, yeah. Sam Hunt kind of brought my wife into the genre when her and I first started dating. I was like, I love country music. She was like, I hate it. And I said, great, listen to these songs, then make your decision. And she kind of listened to those and that's what kind of brought her in. And then shoot, I was riding in the car one day and she was listening to Randy Hauser. I was like, oh, Oh, I was oh, like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, right. I was like, I didn't know you're going to be sitting here listening. And for those people who don't know, Randy Hauser is like, he's 90s country, early 2000s country. And he released some real country songs, Three Wooden Crosses, um, Forever and Ever Amen, that kind of stuff are kind of his most popular ones. But that's where I say it kind of developed her into listening to, to more of a, I guess, a deeper dive into country. And as I, I listen to it a lot, I'll be completely honest, as anyone can listen to and guess, but 
it was. I'll say it's brought more people into the genre than what would normally be there, and people start to like the John Parties, who's got that original like outlaw kind of sound, you know, that kind of stuff. And same thing with uh, Tyler Childers. I mean, the people I named earlier, but it's brought more people in, which is nice. That's the one thing I'll applaud them for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's that's definitely positive. Like you want. Uh, I guess you need those people for that sometimes to kind of open the door. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, I'll agree. So for those of you who are tired of listening to us talk about country music for about 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, sorry, we didn't mean to something <laughs> else here. Congratulations. I know you've listened to this on two times speed already. So you can slow the podcast down as we talk about something else. Oops. Oops. Hey, listen, we had to get it off our chest, but... So, Cade, I actually did have a rant, and it's one of our favorite rants that I had, like, lined up. And I know we talk about this all the time, but it's how much I hate driving in Orlando. It's oh, they, how much. They, make it, they make it really easy to hate. It, they make it so easy to hate. Yeah, so, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, I was driving, um, I was trying to get home really quickly. I had to get to a meeting, because um, I've been working from home a little bit. And I had to get back home to, to start this meeting. I was the one hosting it, so I really, really needed to get back on time. Like, no matter what, I needed to get back on time. And, of course, I hit, of course, every red light, but that happens in every city. I hit every red light on the way back um, to the office, and then, um, I because I had to drop something off, and then I hit every red light getting onto the turnpike and onto I-4. And I finally get onto the turnpike... And this, this is where my rant starts, Cade. This is this is where it all begins. Go is on. I, of, of course, when you have to get somewhere in a certain amount of time, thank God I ended up making it with, like, four minutes left until, like, the meeting was supposed to start. So I had to sit down and act like I didn't just run through the door and start a WebEx, you know, really, really quickly. Right. You know, and, like, you're, <gasps> when you sit down, hey, hey guys, great to see you. Like, you weren't just rushing in. And, so anyways, uh, I've been here for an hour. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, I've just been waiting here. Don't worry. What's going on? Yeah. That's what I felt like. And so, of course, there's every idiot that is going, you know, the, the, the turnpike, I've talked about this in the past, it, the, the speed limit's 70 miles an hour. But everyone goes 80 to 85 in the left lane. If you're moving, you're going 80 to 85. All you other idiots, stay to the right. This is the one thing I'm aggravated about. There were people who, like, decided, I'm going to get in the left lane. And they were going, I understand it's the speed limit, 70. But then they were also going, like, 60. I was like, get out of the left lane. And then, of course, you pass them. You're like, well, fine. Then I have to pass you in the right lane, which is not what you're supposed to do. I pass them in the right lane, cut in front of them, and hope that sends the message of get the frick out of the lane. And, of course, they never understand it. As, like, four other people start going around them, it's like they don't even know what's going on around them. And what I remember learning from driving, right, the hardest part isn't learning to drive the vehicle. It's not that at all because nope. everybody's done it playing arcade games. Anything else? Yeah, it's a little bit more powerful than sitting behind an arcade. You but... mean Crazy Taxi is not as powerful? <laughs> it is <laughs> Crazy Taxi. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, the the hardest part about driving is trying to predict what someone around you is gonna do and paying attention to everything around you. That's the hard part, right? But I hate that people drive in the left lane. 
at like the slowest miles per hour. I don't get it, Cade. It doesn't make sense to me. And then, of course, we're driving in Florida, okay? Florida right now, if anyone doesn't know and you don't live in Florida, uh, if we got any lovely people joining us from Massachusetts, from the Uprooted Podcast, shout out to you. Um, thank you so much. Florida right now, we get a rainy season. Every day right now, 3 p.m., 4 p.m., we get rain. We're in our rainy season. This is just what happens. And people still who have Florida license plates will slam on the brakes or go super slow in the middle of rain and act like they've never seen what this water falling out of the sky is, Cade. It drives me insane. Absolutely drives me insane. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's, I don't know. I just, it's, let me, let me gather, let me take a breath real quick because I, I could go in probably 85 different directions on uh, <laughs> yeah, the frustration of, yeah, but I call, I literally call the right, uh, the right lane, the Florida passing lane, because there's just something about like people's idea of getting left that I don't understand. And I take, um, I take the 528 to work uh, because I want to avoid I4 at all costs. And so, I, you know, as long as I can afford the tolls, I'm going to keep doing it. And they just opened up uh, express lanes where you can take them. Um, and depending on demand and the time of day, they can charge different prices for it is the idea. And uh, my time is very valuable to me. So, you know, it depending I. It would take a lot for me to not take it, especially if traffic's bad. But the moral of the story here is there's been times when I've been on 528 uh, and with the express lanes open and people are like, I'm going to take the express lane and drive 10 miles an hour slower than the speed limit. <laughs> and it's like, it's like uh, the express lane for, for people out there who don't have one of those, but maybe have like an HOV lane, like, you know, your diamond lane. Uh, in, in some different states where people normally get in that lane and travel um, 15 to 20 miles an hour faster. Um, that's supposed to be the idea of the express lane. And uh, there's people who uh, get over there and just sit there with a, uh, their thumb up their ass and uh, don't get it. You can flash them, you can honk, and then and then they get mad at you, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, there's just something about like fl- drivers in Florida. I think it's like, something about the roads to people who are not from here that like dumb them down substantially iq drops yeah at least 50 points I'm, I'm, on the road. I'm a big fan i'm a big proponent of it and i think i've said this on a past episode that if they decided that every time you had to renew your license not your tags just your license so it's only every like nine years or whatever that they made you take a course again a driving course I will agree with just that. Just for simple just for simple rules. Like, okay, this is what you do in this situation. The left-hand lane is for passing. You know, like just stuff like that and then you got to go through and if you don't pass it, then you have to take a more in-depth course. And uh I, I think that that should absolutely be mandatory because there's people who took their driving test, you know, back when they were, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16 depending on how old you are. And uh, you know, they're uh, you know, 65 now, and they don't know anything about what's going on anymore because everything has changed. They see new road signs, and they're like, "Oh, that one's pretty." And, uh, <laughs> well, and I'll also say when you say because Florida is a retirement state, yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah. a big thing to think about. A lot of people who are you know older, no diss on them, but there are some people who they just they can't see as well anymore. They can't their reaction times aren't as good as what they used to be. And I'm sorry if you're driving you know a two ton vehicle. You gotta have that stuff because you can kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Mean, you can easily maim or hurt somebody. So it's like I've always agreed with that. Is said every when it after you get over a certain age is what I've always said. You should have to test again. 
But yeah. I'm with you about every time you renew your license, just take a quick test when you go. Take a yeah, just, like, just a basic a 25 ten, question yeah, test. 25, you're you're being really nice. I was gonna say 10. You know, because <laughs> yeah. just a 10 basic, you know, like and, and you have to get at least a 90%. So you can miss one. And if you miss more than that, then you gotta do a course and take a longer test. You know, something I don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's for refreshment's sake. Hey, um, just saying Buddy Dyer or uh, DeSantis, if you're listening, just saying um, it'll be at least $25 per idea that we have on this podcast. (laughs) So I know uh, we know you're listening. So (laughs) you you may want to uh, take the take notes and send us the uh, the bill. You can make it out to Cade and Max. That's it. At Ragtree Podcast. They're they're too busy sitting in a corner hitting each other in the head with a hammer, I think, to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I got a question here for you, Cade, and it was an interesting article I ran across. This was from a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, a guy, um, like three friends or four friends, uh, made a promise, or it was two. I lied. It was two. No, two. I can't remember. Three friends. It was three friends. Um, they made a promise to each other about three decades ago, almost three decades ago, back in 92. And what the promise was is that they ever won the lottery, they would split it. They would split it and call it and that kind of stuff. And they shook on this back in 92. Well, apparently one of them ended up winning the Powerball jackpot of $22 million. And uh, this was years later. And I the, the guy ended up giving... Uh, his friends a share so it made me think right would you if you shook on it you know 30 years ago and I'll, I'll give you two situations okay one that you didn't talk to the people anymore or two you did talk to the people you, you still talk to the people would you still split the earnings in either case I think if I still talked to him and I was still friends with him, then yeah. But if we fell out like years ago and I didn't even know where they were anymore, then I don't. I don't think I'm going to go through uh, that much of an effort to try to find them. I'll say this though: you're friends on Facebook, but you don't talk anymore. It's just that friendship has just kind of died out. Um, maybe. I think I'd have to be. I think my. Um, I think my integrity would have to be put on the spot in order for yes. me to be like, uh, would I or wouldn't I? Because right now it's really easy to sit here and be like, oh, I would totally do the right thing. But uh, in that situation where it's like, well, I haven't talked to this guy in years. I just watch his life from afar on Facebook, uh, you know, if I even get on there anymore. So uh, do I reach out to him and say, hey, listen, you know, a blood oath we took back in 20 years ago, <laughs> you know, here's here's some money. uh but uh, I, it depends. I, I think there's there's some outliers there that it would really uh, depend on. I I actually agree. <clears throat> so I I've asked a couple people this question, and I've gotten mostly the same answers. I've heard some people say, you know, I'm a I'm a big man of my word, or I'm a person of my word, and it matters to me to be able. If I made a promise to somebody, that I gotta keep it. You know, especially even if it was years ago, and I don't talk to the guy anymore, or girl, or whatever. I don't talk to the person anymore. You know, how do I, I that they, they said they would try and find them any way possible and do it. But I mean, speaking honestly, what I would do, I think if I was still friends with them, I'll ask. So I'll ask you this then, Cade, for Go you on. to make the determination for me. Is it public knowledge that they know I won the lottery? Yeah, that's also true. Because yeah, if uh... it's not public knowledge, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I mean, 
Sounds really bad. If I was still best friends with the person, I would. 100%, I would still tell them. Yeah. But if I wasn't and we just were like acquaintances and I don't know, I was hammered. But when I we, we made this promise or something. <laughs> right. Like, hey, and I didn't have to tell you, I wouldn't. And this sounds so selfish. And I know people are going to be sitting there thinking, God, Max is an awful person. He, <laughs> he does it. But I mean, let's be honest. When you win $22 million, the, the, the person you're thinking about is numero uno. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I Let, let's be completely honest. And and money always blinds people. So I'm not gonna lie and say that I gotta be the honorable guy. Like you said, it's a lot easier to say, "Oh, uh, I, I I would do the noble thing, the right thing," you know. But yeah, yeah, easier I, said than done. Exactly. I think truly, if the guy knew, then I would. If if we didn't and we had gone our separate ways and we're friends on Facebook and we don't talk anymore, I I wouldn't tell him. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Or I think I might send, like, if it was $22 million, I might send you $2 million and just leave it from there. And, and you would never know. Yeah, true. But I think do I'd do it. that. Do what you want. Instead of sending you, I'm sorry, I'm not going to send you $11 million. That, that, I need that money for my own self. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. No kidding. Got to secure the bag right there. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, get, I'll give props to everybody who does say they're a person of their word. And they have to keep up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that they would do it. It's it's very honorable, but I think once money comes into the picture, everyone kind of gets blinded. So I'm not going to sit here and try and be the noble guy. No, I'm with you. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like it's it's hard to do. Like I said, if you're if you made this oath, you know, ten years ago, and you're still pretty good friends with uh, that person, then yeah, I wouldn't be a jerk. You know, like I'll just. I'll stick to it. But like, if it's one of those, like, uh, you know, you made it 10, 20 years ago, you don't really talk to each other anymore. You've barely noticed their life from afar on Facebook. You're not sure why you're still friends on Facebook. And then, uh, no dude, I'd probably just delete my Facebook and all my social media and just disappear. <laughs> Straight up disappear. Just deuce out. Nobody oh, yeah. ever knew. <laughs> I've already let everybody know. Even my close friends I have now is like, if I ever like came into like a bunch of money, then, uh, it's, you get a letter from me at some point, but boy, yeah, I, we would disappear. Dear friends and acquaintances, yep. I recently disappeared. I just, I would love to see the dramatization. You I wouldn't to the letter, Cade. Yeah, and you know what? I I I feel like I've come up with the plan in my head. It's like I would not tell even my closest friends that I have like where I am. It would be like a hey, I haven't seen you in like a couple of weeks. A plane ticket will be coming to your name to meet me here, and I'll meet you here. But as far as where I live, disclosed location. Yeah, as far as where I live, I ain't telling nobody nothing. This letter will explode in twenty seconds. <laughs> That's I paid extra for. for that postage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would die. That would be too funny if I received that. I think I'd be like, "Good on you, mate." Like, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, you think it's about time we wrap this thing up? I know uh, I everyone has heard so. us rant all day so uh congratulations i hope you guys enjoyed hearing the fiery pits of Cade and max today wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> i was expecting a fire noise but kitty cats works too that yeah works yeah too. why not Cade, you got a quote to finish us off here good sir um i was gonna say so sorry i was gonna say something really funny yeah <laughs> and I, I just i was gonna laugh um Dang, I kind of undersold it now. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, there's a snake in my boot, kind of as a joke. And then I, I couldn't get it out without laughing. But um, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. What Sorry. a way to finish the podcast. I, I feel I feel like I've really devalued the serious thing I was gonna say, so I'm gonna go ahead and just save it for next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's a snake in my boot, everyone. That's the quote we'll finish on this time around. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot, everyone. That's a Kate's dropping knowledge over here. You know, you guys are feeling it. That was so inspirational. <laughs> you got Andy guy. written on the bottom of your shoe over there too, Kate. How'd you know? <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> all right, let's just get the people out of here. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. All right, y'all. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening to us on another episode of Rag Chew. It's been a good time having you join us. Don't forget to go on to onceuponat.net. And uh, use promo code RAGCHU for 10% off and get some cool merch. Get some cool merch. Find some cool stuff. Some awesome stuff. And, uh, but, please, what's that you hear in the background? Right. Howard Dane, take it away. Yeah!